0: The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. Live from the WGBB studios in Merrick, New York, this is Sports Talk New York. Hello everyone, welcome to Sports Talk New York here on Long Island's WGBB. We are Pete and Faz, I'm Matt Fazlaport, joined in the studio by my co-host, broadcast partner, I guess you're a friend, too. Pete Feldman on this Sunday night, August 15th, 2021. On the other side of the glass, our engineer, the great Brian Graves. Quick shout-out to the host on before us, Bill Donahue. Had a great show. Held things down in the 8 o'clock hour. No shortage of topics to discuss on a jam-packed sports weekend over the next hour. We'll be getting into all of that and taking your calls at 516-623-1240. And before I formally introduce Pete, this is just like a soft open. We jump into everything. Uh, I want to remind everyone: you can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WGBB Sports Talk. You can also visit our website at WGBBSportstalk.com, dot com, where you can listen to all past shows and check out any upcoming show information. Lastly, if you haven't already, we invite you to subscribe to the podcast WGBB Sports Talk New York on iTunes, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. While we're on social media, podcasts, check us out on Twitter at Pete and Faz. I'm at and our podcast available across all platforms as well. Pete, we also did uh, some interviews this week with our friends over at Reckless Airwaves Radios. Uh, You can check out their site and Twitter page. They're always very supportive of all the shows uh, here on WGBB, so definitely a shout-out to them. And Pete, now I'll formally introduce you. Pete, great to be back with you here on Long Island. Do you want to take a breath? I, I yeah. Are you exhausted Can right now? Right was, and, I'm looking at everything that you just said, paragraphs and paragraphs, and, and it's your own fault because you wrote yeah, it out. Well, just, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. If right. you haven't learned already, I, I'm just a glutton for punishment. But you threw in that part about being a friend. It's a good thing you said that otherwise. <laughs> well, we went uh, to the Outback again, so we're, we, we we're did we're We friends. did, but if we weren't, you'd know, you you'd have to hope that Uber is prevalent here on, <laughs> on Long Island because you'd be
1: really itching for a ride home.
0: Yeah, which would, which is really treacherous in these conditions right now, because our, our ride in today... Woo! I, I mean, there was... I mean, we, we talked about it just, last week. There, there was just trucks breaking down, fire truck drills at one point. We were there, just, there were four tr- fire trucks pulled off to the side... Uh, uh, sirens going, lights <laughs> flashing. There was an accident in front of us, right? <laughs> and and those fire trucks. There w- there was no fire. It was just it was a drill. four trucks, helicopter cutting off two lanes uh, on the Belt Parkway. Was helicopter a- above it. It looked like I, I joked. It was like amazing race today, getting in here. I thought it was going to be an escort for us <laughs> to come here while they were flying no. past. No. It. No. clearly I was wrong. It was clearly done just to hold us up. Yeah. So us making it here. W- we left four hours before, was going off at, like, plus money. So, thankfully, we're here. We made it. We did make it. Uh, <laughs> so, so, we will get into it. But, you know, all kidding aside, um, I, I was thinking when I was kind of just going through my process, which is – as you can see, very involved. I'm, I'm going through it. It's incredible, um, very detailed. I'm, I'm just going to let everybody know. Uh, I'm going to tweet this out so you can see. I mean, once it looks the show's like the, over, it looks like the musings of a madman. Uh, Ten o'clock, we go off the air, and and before we actually head out of the studio, yeah. uh, I am going to take pictures of all the work that maddie does and you want to talk about the hardest working man in show business i'm looking at pages on pages here of just things that that you've typed out in 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 your lab uh, I, I worry about some of the things going on in there. I worry about some of the things going through your head. I'm going to tweet these things out, at Pete and Faz, I promise you all, because everybody really needs to see what I'm seeing right now. And, uh, listen, you know, good for you. You're very hardworking. Not not overkill at all, I'll tell you that. My God. Where do you want to begin? <laughs> it looks like you have the whole night scripted out uh and i'm i'm looking at one of the things that you mentioned here um that no, little, no 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 it's a loose outline no no i'm just I'm moving on here it's to actually outline. talking, talking about sports here yeah uh that that you despite the the growing threat of the delta variant uh, this right now is the most normal the sports world has felt in some time. Yeah, right? Uh, and I, I agree with you. And just look around at some of the things going on yeah. that, that make it feel normal. The Mets are in a big series and just getting it coming <laughs> to them. Coming up short. Coming up very <laughs> short here. They, they look for this, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they have just, looked terrible they're the only team that could go up against the the dodgers at this point in the season are coming into this weekend one in twelve in extra inning games boom every met fan could have seen it coming right off the bat friday and saturday dodgers win in extra innings of course at the mets expense The, if you want to keep going with things that feel normal, it's not just the, the Mets having it handed to them. The Giants and Jets played last night. Uh, the Giants offensive line looks absolutely atrocious, which one of those things that also is helping to make everything feel normal again. (laughs) And, finally well not finally well, let's say the yankees are continuing the hot streak which which just feels normal also yeah and and to really bring it full circle for you especially yep. being that not just a jersey shore kid a tom's river kid that's right tom's river TR. going back to the little league world series once again and so we we spoke about it in the yeah. car. As far as I'm concerned, there is nothing in sports that's more fun than the Little League World Series. Congratulations to Tom's River for going back again. Congratulations to all current residents, and I'm looking at a former resident of Tom's River. Congra- I still have family there, we're still absolutely yeah. congratulations to all of you. It's something that you guys can really get behind and just and just enjoy for a little bit. Yeah, the, uh, well, Tom's River gets way into baseball, uh, down at the Jersey Shore. But yeah, it's, it's almost like deja vu because you're right. Uh, first of all, you have Todd Frazier's nephew, Carson Frazier, who's a really good player, who had delivered the big hit to, it's a little bit different right now. Uh, normally you have to win the regional and, and then there's those teams and the international teams. No international teams this year because of COVID. So the champion of the, of the regional and the runner up makes it. Tom's River actually did, did not, win the regional, they lost to a Pennsylvania team that's actually very, very good twice uh, in that tournament, but because they, the runner-up goes, they, they make it, so uh, pretty cool, full circle, again, they've been there a few times, and for the same league to go back again in 2021, really cool, and uh, yeah, you know, basically what I was, what I was getting at was that, uh, you know, despite this Delta variant thing, and who knows where it's going to lead, because there are cases kind of rising all over the country here, but you had, you, you have baseball pennant races, you had fans back in the building for preseason games, which there were none of last last year for for the NFL. You have the Little League World Series, which didn't happen. Or the, the regionals to get there didn't happen last year. So that to me, I was like, when I was kind of breaking down when I was doing my musings, which you can post later. Oh, on. oh, it's getting tweeted out. <laughs> Go for <laughs> it. You, you got you got the green light. But when I was doing, I was like, wow. I'm like, things kind of feel a little bit normal. I don't want to like mush it, but things felt right, like a little bit. Like, for a minute at least, kind of like, okay, like, this is like the normal, like, because the summer is a little weird with sports, and then you get into mid to late August, it starts ramping up towards the fall when football and baseball kind of collide, which I think is the best time of of year, like, you know, late late September, late September, October. There's really nothing better when you have some good football games on, playoff baseball, hopefully the Mets can make it, and, uh, you know, all those kinds of things. You're starting off the NBA and NHL seasons. Uh, You're getting into college football. It is If you're a sports fan, that is absolutely the best time of year. So this, you know, right around now, mid-August, it feels like we're ramping up and, last year everything was so abnormal no preseason football so it's nice to at least you know the Giants looked very lackluster last night jets lackluster is a very nice game way to put the whole game was kind it. of lackluster you know th- th- we'll talk about some of the uh some of the things that went on with that game la- uh, last night but just all things considered it, it's very nice to have things kind of feel normal at least for one sunday night it it absolutely does feel normal and and we all hope that the Delta variant doesn't put a stop to these things that are coming yeah. in the fall because you're absolutely right. This, we are moving towards the best time of year for any sports fan. Um, one of the things I want to talk about right now, uh, something that all sports fans, I think, can get behind, uh, it, it, I haven't heard one bad word said about it, and it's great. We were on here last Sunday night, so we can really discuss everything that happened during this week. We don't have to go back to a month ago, two months ago. We were able to come in here two weeks in a row. One of the things that happened this week, which was just one of the best nights that I've seen in a long time, at least my, in my opinion, uh is the Field of Dreams game that yes, happened yes. Uh, Thursday night Yes. Uh, between the Yankees and the White Sox? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this one. I just this is one of those games where I was able to just sit back and enjoy a great game of baseball. Yeah, and this idea was hatched a few years back, and I, it was supposed to happen last year. Again, it was another thing that got pushed because of COVID. Uh, yeah, you know, Major League Baseball. We we sometimes you know we we beat them up on here a little bit. A lot of sports, and shows, we will again tonight, of course. But you know, Major League Baseball does a lot of things wrong. There's a lot of flawed thinking and how they both from competitive stuff, rules, just different ideas. You know, they, they never seem to kind of get it right. Especially under Rob Manfred. Like there's a lot of things to criticize. However, this was this was nailed. They nailed the whole concept. It, it looked authentic. They just did a great job top to bottom. I mean, I, I, you couldn't say enough positive things. And I think the, the coverage of it reflects that because every, you know, I think pretty much, unless you are a real hater, universally like across the board, I, I think it was pretty well received. This was I I don't want to say anything is perfectly done, but this was pretty close to it. They executed it. Starting from the very beginning, with the players walking through the corn stalks, which was just a phenomenal visual yep. to wearing the old school retro Yankee and, yep. and white sock jersey. Uh the Yankee jersey from a hundred years ago or yep. whatever it was and the white sock jersey going back to the jerseys they wore during the Black Sox scandal yep. which was so prevalent in the Field of Dreams movie. Uh to and and they definitely set it up this way with some a little bit shorter fences and a little lower to the ground. Home run after home run yeah, going want, into the corn and you, stalk, That was great. That's was the great. visual they want. Absolutely, they want people fishing well, the baseballs out of the stall. They stalks. spent like a, like it was it like a couple million dollars to like renovate that site and all this you know a lot of legwork that went into it. it was a few, the, the, I was reading the interview with the guy. His name escapes me. Who who uh, handled all of that. And it was like you know that was like a three four year process to and a, and a pretty high cost so yeah to have the visual of the of the and you had your sluggers hitting them a Bray you yes. hitting one Judge right Judge, Judge like, it, Stanton Stanton one Tim Anderson Tim Anderson so you had like to your walk it off. you had your star players hitting bombs into the corner it was it just worked all of it was so cool it was a nice night the weather cooperated like it just. They nailed it. Everything nailed it, that they it. did to get ready for that, all the visuals that they wanted that they presented to you, everything was top-notch. And the one thing on top of that that really they got lucky on, because you can't control it, they they got an incredible baseball game out of it. Yep. If you're a fan of... Uh, of hitting, of power hitting, of, of runs being scored. You got everything you wanted out of this. You got the, the, the New York Yankees taking the lead in the, in the top of the ninth on a couple two run homers from Judge and Stanton. Uh, after they had pretty much been losing the entire game, they come back in the ninth, they take the lead, and then bottom of the ninth, the the White Sox walk it off with Tim Anderson yeah. on with another home run. Crazy! You you can't you really can't do better than that. No, it was again it, it was as perfect like, for something like that where it's years in the making and a lot of you know legwork into it. You couldn't have had it play out any better. So that was like that was a home run for Major League Baseball uh, just across the board. Really remarkable. They, and, add, and now, and it, it opens up the creativity now of like other sports, w- w- from baseball on down, like what can you do? Like what are, you know, think outside the box and, and you know, I mean, I'm sure some bad ideas will happen. Of course. But this was... And yet, Kevin Costner, it, all of it was, Kevin Costner's got a cannon, by the way. Still, well, he throws. He hard. actually was a good ball yeah, player. He, throw, he like actually like he has a better throwing motion than a, like a lot of players. We, that I've we, we've now. seen a lot of baseball movies yeah. where you can tell the actors and actresses, oh, yeah. or really, just so like Tony and like right. and the Angels in the outfield, right? Like not sports movies in general, where you can see the actors and actresses really don't know what they're doing. Kevin Costner is on the short list of people yeah. who actually did know what he was doing although tony danza was a was a decent ball player i think but just pitching he had a wacky motion costner's smooth costner was smooth yeah. uh, charlie sheen knew what he was yeah, doing he had, had a good delivery. he was actually a very good baseball yeah. player uh, but but then there there are some that didn't know what they were doing, and they did a great job bringing Kevin Costner back for this. Yeah. Uh, I talking about where they can take this in the future. Uh, I have read a couple things where uh, doing a, a tie-in to the Negro Leagues, uh-huh. which if done correctly, would be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and and there well, yeah, no, a cool one. I, I did a story on this recently. Wrote for NJ Biz about uh, Patterson, New Jersey. And Hinchcliffe Stadium, which was a Negro League stadium, is there and they're in the middle of renovating it. Like that actually comes to mind the mayor there is trying to do a lot of stuff to reform the city and renovate it and everything, Like that would be a cool thing. Like like hosting a a stadium like that. Like, If they can get the size of the field and the dimensions and everything in there in Patterson. And Patterson gets a little shaky with things like that, not as far as getting it done, but just do you have the room to put all this together? If they can find a spot for it, I think that would be absolutely incredible if Major League Baseball does it right, which... Is always an if, despite the fact but, that they nailed it this time from top to bottom. That's always an if. <laughs> that's why if you're them, you almost want to just go out on a high note and just like not right. touch it for it, a minute because that was that was totally perfectly executed. So, like you just like you don't want anything to like now like, is that, like make a dip. Is that like the Costanza? You had a good totally. joke. Now Absolutely. walk away. Totally. Now we're also going to talk about a couple things. Yeah, that that was perfectly. Well, can I say one more thing? I, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could just, I'll just type. Um, no, the, that was, see, that, and that was the, what kind of sparked the, the, this intro I was talking about was that I, I was watching that, and then that same night, the Tom Savarese Little League game was on. They, they ended up losing that night and won Friday night to get in. But I was going back and forth, and I'm like, wow, this is great. You have Field of Dreams going, and then you have the Little League team that has a chance to, like, with some fans in the stadium. Like, I'm like, wow, things kind of feel great somewhat normal well i'm confused though you had to go back and forth but you had to go back and forth but w- with your money and 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 the size of the mansion you live in you couldn't have two tvs going at the same time uh, I, I i the setup or did, did of- you have one of those tvs tied into a a, a kino game you were playing <laughs> no <laughs> um let's we're gonna we, we got a call in here dave from franklin square dave what's going on man no,
1: good evening. Um, How are you? You know, you know, it's always well. Thank you. Um, what's always nice is uh, a uh, as far as a special event like that is the nice rendition of the national anthem, which everybody can get behind.
0: Mm. Couldn't agree more.
1: Yep. And as far as the Little League World Series, and this is this is uh, you know a bug in my bustle, is of all the young people that uh, participate in the Little League World Series, uh, and the. You know, companies like Coca-Cola and whatever that make money off them, shouldn't it be an endowment that these young people get, like a thousand dollars for a college fund? That even if they don't, you know, obviously that, you know most of them are not going to uh, be you know go on to the majors or you know minor uh, leagues. That if they have you know whatever country they live in, uh, if there was a thousand dollars, you know, accruing interest, uh, wouldn't it make perfect sense um, that these young people could tap into it? and perhaps uh, you know, extend their careers as far as academically?
0: I think that is a great idea in theory, and I think that's something that the Little League World Series should absolutely expound upon. Um, we've started to see that with the going down the NCAA, NCAA yeah, route. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't it, know if specifically if they have that with Little It's actually a good question. I, I, I don't know the specifics of, of, of whether there are any... Foundations or endowments like that, but in theory, yeah, I it, like it, the idea. I would assume it goes to the the township or yeah. the township little league program, I should say. But we saw how long it took for the NCAA to finally yeah. go down that road. I would assume that uh, it would take uh, the the little league world series probably even longer.
1: Well, my my point being is, if you have a, a you know a, a person from South America or some other area where, you know, we're not looking about the Nassau County Cost of Living, that if there was money in the bank, and again, they would have to use it either for college or, you know, some sort of trade, uh, you know, no scam or whatever, where they would lose it. Uh, I think I think that, you know, it would send the most incredible message instead of, like I said, you know, I don't want to pick on Coca-Cola and whoever, you know, computer company is, is you know, doing whatever they do. That these companies should—wouldn't it be the greatest thing in the world if you were Coca-Cola and you back something like that? I mean, what, what, what is it—one percent, one tenth, of one percent of your profit?
0: I think it would be incredible. It—it w- it wouldn't just be great to see. It would be—it would be great PR for, for, for Coca-Cola yeah. and all the other advertisers. I think you're absolutely right, so. and I, I think that's something that these advertisers should be doing on their own and and putting together it'd something be a win-win. Thank you, Dave, for the call, and I uh, appreciate you calling in to Pete and Faz on Sports Talk New York. Uh, but he's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be an incredible thing for some sort of endowment. And like we said, we've seen it now with the NCAA. They are finally moving in that direction. Maybe something can be done along those same lines. Obviously, you have to do it a little differently. It's a different set of circumstances. Yeah. But because a lot of that stuff will start from the grassroots level, you'll get local businesses who may try to pitch in and and you know help sponsor and you know do different things. I I I don't know. It's a good question because I I I don't know exactly you know if if any of these big companies you know what they do in terms of that you know. And Williamsport has a whole complex there, and I don't I I don't know again if if there are sponsors that you know. Donate money to different things. You know, there may be other causes that come out of that Little League complex. I don't know. It's a good question, though. Uh, it, gets I, com- I, it gets a little convoluted. Yes, and it gets complicated. Yeah. And there, are- and you don't want anything to in- affect eligibility for these kids in high school or anything like that. So it gets it gets tricky. But I, I overall, I agree with the theory. In theory, that you, uh, you know, you, you have a Yeah, something to try. Well, these things start as a theory, and then hopefully they move on to to reality. Um, Getting back to what we were talking about before, uh, how Major League Baseball got it right. Uh, I want to talk about what happened this week with our. I'm I'm going to say this with a little groan sound in my voice. Our beloved New York Mets. Uh, They they really they rebounded they swept the nationals 7-2 oh, uh, now there you go oh perfect top 6 pete alonzo uh, backed up everything he said and we we got on him a little bit last yep. week yep I, i'll take some crow definitely he uh, he, he showed he 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 turned around he, he was he was a dom- he was dominant in that washington series for sure he was tremendous but then when they really needed him to be dominant in this Dodger series, when they needed a, a, a few people to really start to come through and step up and take that next, that, go, get to that next level, yeah. nobody made the leap. Well, and that's what we were talking about on the, uh, on our eight hour drive in tonight, uh, on we, our trek. <laughs> we, uh, th- th- all season, it's just been, it's almost like a purgatory. They're stuck in this kind of area where they're either a few games up, now whatever, two, probably they're going to be two and a half games out. If this holds up tonight, so you know five six games over five hundred, then three games over five, they can't get to you know the Dodgers are what seventy one and forty six, right? Going they're up? very good. Yeah, you know, they're <laughs> so, great. So they <laughs> they have built they have consistently gone on enough win streaks to build a cushion. Uh, you know they're still n- not winning the NL West. San Francisco has done the same thing too, which they're looming on the horizon for the Mets as well. But the Mets just cannot get bol- get above this this mark. They, well, they, they just can't get to that next rung. Well, the Dodgers have also been winning that division consistently for almost a decade now, yeah. and one of the things that comes with that is veteran leadership when you are there year after year after year and you win year after yeah, year there's after a standard. year there's a standard It becomes right it becomes standard to to go out and beat teams like the New York Mets who do not have that winning culture and do not have that that winning voice. In the clubhouse, they're, they're, yeah. they don't have that veteran to turn to. When when we last saw the Mets in the playoffs, in that you know, 2015, they go to the World Series. 2016, they go to the Wild Card. Curtis Granderson, who had been on winning teams with the Yankees for a couple of years at that point, yeah. was a voice in the clubhouse for this team. They don't have that right now. Yeah, they have. We've talked earlier. The Mets have the good camaraderie, and that's great and all. And when they were winning, you know, the division. Again, all good. Winning solves kind of everything. But, yeah, now that they've hit a little rut here in the season, and another thing to add to that is Jacob deGrom got some bad news this week. Uh, he'll be out at least another – two. you know, he his, it's another typical med injury where he's just two weeks, three so, weeks, two weeks, <laughs> three weeks, three weeks, two weeks, three – like you just can't – by we blink, and all of a sudden, he's been out like a month and a half. And, but it was such and, a it was such a typical Met way to announce that injury when they said, "Oh, he's doing better, but we're going to shut him down for another two yeah, weeks." Like, uh, well, that's not better then. So that's not good at all. He's he's in the black hole of Mets injury. You know, it, you, you, seriously, it's like you go into a black hole. He's Jed he, Lowry now. Yeah, exactly. Like you just so he's in that abyss right now. If you want to, uh, we'll call it that. So. I don't know when he gets out and you know they're just they're in a spot but again the crazy thing is that all the things considered and and if this game holds up tonight two and a half out so they are still in striking distance so this thing is still like that's the the, the frustrating part is that they can't get to that neck you know build up a little cushion get 7 to 10 games over 500 it's just like they just hit a wall and then come back down like it's uh, frustrating, but they are still alive, still alive, which, which shows you how bad this division has <laughs> yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. And I want any other division, they'd be cooked. They'd be done. They'd be cooked. I one of the things I want to talk about here. Uh, we talked about uh, Major League Baseball getting it right with the Field of Dreams game. Yeah, I need to know how Major League Baseball makes the decision to move the Mets Dodgers game today from the afternoon. To a night game, a seven o'clock start, when they're leaving for the West Coast as soon as this game ends, can can somebody explain this to me? What have you been talking with? Are you in Noah Syndergaard's book club? I saw the tweet from Noah Syndergaard, <laughs> and he's absolutely right. Yeah. I, How? I think I, I mean I guess they were the, the only concern was to try to capitalize on this what would be on paper a marquee matchup. You know, two two big franchises. I I mean, that's the only thing that would... Be explainable to me. Logistically, it doesn't make sense. Right. Logistically, it makes right. no sense whatsoever. But purely to get it on. talk. Ma- major that's league, it. major league. I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm jumping on the Phil Mushnik bandwagon <laughs> right now. And and to be fair to Phil Mushnick, he's absolutely right when he says these things. Where Didn't when he, he live near you? Or, like not far. Okay. Not far. You know. He was uh, Oldbridge. I yeah. was Marlborough. Okay. That's what, uh, I, that's what I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Phil Mushnick would would write in his columns for the Post. All the time that Major League Baseball is last uh, last second flexing these games to a night game, which you know, it look if if you are a family of four and you're brave and you you have one game a year you could take your family to and you, you choose uh, you know a Sunday afternoon you get you take an early game because you got to go to work tomorrow yeah. and then that game gets moved to seven o'clock at night. So you're now you're there until ten or eleven. If you live in Jersey, you're getting home at midnight now. It, it it doesn't work for the fan base, and we saw what what Noah Syndergaard had to say today. It doesn't work for the players when you're leaving for the oh, West Coast. I guess, and I'll just be devil's advocate here. The only thing I can think of is that it's because it's August. There's no school now, so it's less of a blow for a family.
1: To it's it's, it's less on on the
0: children yeah. sure so on a kid I, I guess those two things that the fact that it's not school year and it's a well what was considered a marquee matchup although the Mets have kind of shriveled up this weekend uh you know they figure let's get this primetime you know t- two primetime teams on in primetime well, I, obviously, that's the thinking. I'm, I, yeah. I, I 100% understand where you're coming from. That's okay. absolutely their thinking behind it. The fact of the matter is, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, they're wrong. Okay. I'm right. Okay. So they got Field of Dreams right. They got Field of Dreams correct. They got Sunday Night Baseball incorrect. Okay. They're one for two this week, which is good. That's a miracle. That For them, that that's batting, pretty good. Batting 500. They, so. they did okay this week. <laughs> we'll give them credit where credit's due. Always do. We're fair. We're fair. Or anything that's fair. Nah, no, I'm fair. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> All right, 1240 six, six two three twelve forty. You're listening to Sports Talk New York, WGBB, Long Island. Here, where Pete and Faz were with you until ten o'clock tonight. And uh, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about we'll talk uh, football. We'll do a little. We can do that. And we're on till ten o'clock because we don't have school tomorrow. We don't have school tomorrow. You might, but uh, we'll be talking about the Jets Giants game and uh, some much more. And uh, give us a call. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Talk New York. And now, back to the show. 9.32 on WGBB. You're listening to Sports Talk in New York. We're Pete and Fazz with you until 10 p.m. The great Brian Graves on the other side of the glass. You can give us a call, 516-623-1240. And uh, during the quick break there, Pete, you, uh, you're a man of your word, right? You started taking pictures of my ditto packet, so I, I think I'm going to cut off access to my uh, sensitive materials for the future shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, now, you, I, you, yeah, you have permission. You I said I was going to tweet it. You said you had no yeah, problem good, with good, that. You're good. You're good. I just want to make sure I have the pictures ready to go <laughs> because I said as soon as we go, get off the air, I'm the first thing I'm going to do is tweet it out. And if the first thing I do is and then take us home safe, get us home safe, get us, safe. Well, I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say I would do that. All right. Well, we'll talk. We'll I'll talk. get home safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna need a ride. Um. <laughs> anyways. Uh, all right. Well, let, let's jump in again. There's at least at the very least right now. The, I, I even though the Mets have me a little bummed out after you know te- bummed out teasing us terrible. But they teased us a little bit with you know the Washington series. They they showed some heart, some grit, and then have just uh, you know coughed it right back up. But they showed thing. heart and grit against a terrible team I that understand. just traded away their I entire know, roster. no but it, come on, I'm just I'm I'm I'm, whole, I'm grasping at straws here. I'm I'm turning into that really pessimistic method. fan. I know you're starting to get you got you got the little edge I'm to you I'm right now. The yeah, I'm, you I'm making the turn. I'm making the heel turn towards pessimism. Oh, heel starts tonight the, the show. The I'm gonna, show. I, I have my DVR set for yeah. it. I'm excited. It's a show about wrestling, so so I'm going to watch. Yeah, we're in. I mean, I'm wearing a Four Horsemen shirt, so You are. I wish I had a Four Horsemen shirt. Well, you have a Ditto packet, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> the, free, of, my, free of charge. I have my New York Rangers shirt on and a ditto pack. Yeah. And the reason I'm only saying that <laughs> I have a New York Rangers shirt on is because you made a lot of comments last week uh, about my blue shirt. So okay. today I'm wearing a shirt representing the blue shirts. Okay. Fair enough. Which I just totally came up with in my head, but it sounded pretty good. So, you should have written it all down, mused about it like I do. Didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're all Spontaneous. <laughs> Oh, uh, so uh, it was great to have football back last night. Not the greatest game, no. But, but it's but nice to ha- have. Well, let me let me set this up a little bit better. That earlier in the week, the Giants did a uh, a fan fest, open practice. It was an electric kind of atmosphere. They had fireworks. Uh, the whole thing. People were tailgating before it. I, I didn't go out to it, but I was just kind of following along. And, uh, you know, an open practice, you know, just kind of rah-rah stuff, throwing t-shirts into the crowd. I thought it was good. It was like almost like a pep rally, which they don't usually do those kinds of things, the Giants. They're not always great with, like, event stuff and, like, PR stuff. So I, it was good to see, you know, they had old players there. Uh, so it was a good vibe. But then, last, and then to have, you know, the kickoff game preseason after not having a preseason last year under the, you know, so it's the first time in the Joe Judge era with any fans in the stadium, which I, I think is a good thing. So, you know, to get it going. But they didn't really play a lot of players, the Giants. The the Jets did. They started Zach Wilson, who looked pretty sharp. Uh, I, I think uh, a Jet fan would have to be happy with, you know, because it was interesting, the first few practices, I guess he was looking a little shaky. Jet fans were, like, ready to, like, jump off the cliff. They were floating they were <laughs> already. Like, it, like, it never like, takes long. Practices, like, unseen, they were, like, ready to, like, just jump off the ship. However, I thought, you know, he, he, this is a kid in his first snaps. Thought he looked pretty good, uh, you know. Again, against basically a, a second and third string defense, but move the ball showed some, you know, showed some energy. Show. Oh, look, I'm a believer that Justin Fields should have been the pick for the Jets. I will. You you said that same before true... the draft. I truly believe Justin Fields like will be, and he looked good also. He, did. he, he I think he is going to be a top, top, top notch quarterback. But I think Zach Wilson is good. I think he's got. I think he has some some assets. To, to work with. I just think he's a little raw. I, I don't, I, I'm questioning. You know, he played again. BYU didn't have the greatest schedule last year. Uh, he tore it up, but I don't know. I'm just very curious to see how he'll play with pressure and, you know, in, in the big, you know, I just think there's going to be some growing pains this year. So I'm going to make a couple comments here about uh, all the points you just made, uh, starting with the Giants fan fest. Uh, one of the things that the Giants always seem to pride themselves on is the fact that they don't go in that direction. They are an old school team with an old school mentality, yeah. and that's what they like to celebrate about themselves. And that's that's fine. You're like not a lot of gimmicky stuff. Right? No, there, no, there's it's just straight to the point. We are football and football only, yes, and agreed. we're going to celebrate that. And that's fine. It is what it is. Uh, they're not right. They're not wrong. That's just how they like to operate. Uh, this is a different kind of year we're getting fans back into the stadium like you said it's the the first time a fan is going is walking into MetLife Stadium during the Joe Judge era so we're going to change things up a little bit here and we're going to celebrate all these things and we're going to we're going to bring fans back uh with a a party-like atmosphere and and we're going to do everything we can to celebrate not just the fact that it's uh, that it's the football season, we're going to celebrate the fact that fans are back in the building. And I, I, listen, I, I haven't spoken to anybody in their front office, but I would assume that that's the mentality behind it. Because it's it's certainly not something that Joe Judge is bringing over from the Patriots. That That's no, clearly not a Bill Belichick thing. Um, now, going to Zach Wilson, the one thing that I can say here is, is what you are looking for, especially in week one of the preseason, is he looked like he belonged.
1: Yeah, and every
0: fair. article that I've I've read and I'm sure you've read and every Jet fan has read is things have been very shaky in these practices for Zach Wilson. He's overthrowing targets. He's misreading targets. He's I saw a couple things. He's running the wrong play. <laughs> I don't know if any of that's true. Yeah. I'm not watching right. yeah. I'm not watching these practices. I also assume that every beat writer out there and, and every writer, anybody who's covering the jets, they know how quickly they can get a jet fan to go off the rails. <laughs> it's almost fun at this point. So you say a couple things up. Zach Wilson didn't look good there, and every Jet fan is up in arms, and everybody wants to read what you're writing, and that, that's a fun way sometimes to overblow it. Maybe it was overblown, maybe it wasn't, but I can tell you after watching week one and the short time that Zach Wilson was on the field, and yes... It is against a second-tier defense and a third-tier defense, and the Giants didn't really have a lot of people playing that are are going to be taking a lot of snaps during the regular season. Either way, Zach Wilson looked like he belonged, and whether you prefer Justin Fields or you prefer Mac Jones or anybody else that went in the first round this year, if you're a Jet fan, hang your hat on the fact that you just watched your rookie quarterback in week one and you can breathe a little bit, yeah. he belongs. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And and look, Jet fans, you're going to have to be invested in him for a long time. He's gonna be going to be the guy at a minimum for two to three seasons and hopefully more. But uh, so... To you, you got to keep your cool in these early practices and whatnot because you he's your guy, he's your guy for. And uh, I, I think the one thing, one of the things to build on for the Jets is that Corey Davis, I thought, was a great pickup for them, the wide receiver. Yes. from Tennessee, very yes, a little underrated in Tennessee because they have, you know, uh, other, other guys, they, they have Derrick Henry, they have AJ Brown, and they brought in uh, uh, Julio Jones, so he kind of fell under the radar a little bit. Uh, you know, Who Smith was there too. So I, I thought he was a very smart signing because I think he's a talented, uh, very talented player. And him and Wilson have had a little early connection going on. I think the Jets—they look like they have a little more firepower than they have in in the last few years. Uh, so, but it's, again, it's just going to be some growing pains. It's a it's a young quarterback who didn't play BYU was good, but they didn't play like an Ohio State or Alabama schedule. You know what I'm saying? So. I just think there's going to be some growing pains. He's, he's really taken a jump up in class. But like you said, he belonged. You, you, the way he moved, the way he, you know, threw the ball, he's got some zip on it. I, I think he's got a little moxie to him. He didn't look intimidating. No, he didn't at look all. shook at all, which nope. I, that, that's, yeah, then that, that's really what it boils down to. You want, you don't want, you want somebody who doesn't look like a deer in headlights, who, who's got some confidence, some swagger, and you go from there. And I, and I do think he had all of those things. And I, so, I mean, for for night one, I mean, you checked all the boxes you could possibly want. Some of the things that are going to help with that swagger and that moxie and making your rookie quarterback look like he belongs, number one, is getting a legitimate professional target for him to throw to, like they did with Corey Davis. And number two, is doing the opposite of what the Giants have done the last couple years, and that is beef up your offensive line. I like what they've done with the offensive line. Yes, they've addressed it in the last couple drafts. I thought Barrett Tucker was a good pickup this year in the draft. (laughs) Uh, Becton obviously is a monster over left tackle, so yeah. But. You have two, what should be, look, we've seen what Becton can do. Uh, we're going to see what Vera Tucker can do. Whether, whether he turns out to be a, a good offensive lineman or a terrible offensive lineman or anywhere in the middle remains to be seen. We're, we're gonna find out. But either way, the Jets have made strides to beef up, beef up the offensive line in front of their rookie quarterback, which is going to help him stay upright and poised and look like he belongs. Yeah. And and look, the other thing with the Jets is that the AFC East is now a very strong division. It wasn't always that case in the last 10 years. You know, no. It's been pretty one-sided over the last you know, two decades. And it was Patriots and that's it. Yeah. So, but the Bills are obviously legit. Dolphins are coming up. Patriots. I mean, they have a lot of returning players. Half their team was out with COVID, you know, from COVID exemptions last you can't, year. You can't count them out yet. Yeah, who knows? Their quarterback situation is a little murky, but I expect them to actually bounce back a little bit. They they made a lot of free agent pickups. They're going to be a tough team, uh, even if they're not 12 and four. They they're going to be a tough team to face. So that's the other part of it. You know, you have a few legitimate defenses within that division. So Wilson's going to have some growing pains. But I again, I just think. Along the lines of what you're saying is that the Jets are headed in the right direction, and as a Jet fan, what more can you ask for? Is that you, you're drafting smartly, you, you're you're you, it makes sense. Like you, you know, it doesn't. You don't look at the moves and be like, "What are you doing?" Like it actually makes sense, and and, and now you you start to to build up and and hopefully level up from there. The New York Jets are doing. Something right now that we have so rarely been able to say about them in the past, and that is that they are trending in the right direction. They are doing all the little things that result or should result in success. Now, I'm not saying the Jets are going to go out and win the division this year. I'm not saying the Jets are going to go out and make the playoffs this year. They might. They might not. We're not gonna, we're not gonna know anything really about them for a few, at least a few more weeks, probably really a couple months. But at the very least, the Jets have a, once again, have a young quarterback that they hope is in place. They have a, at the very least, a decent offensive line in front of him to protect and keep him upright. They've gone out and gotten their quarterback yep. targets to throw to. So, we're going to see where the Jets take this. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, I I don't love their secondary, but I, I, you know, Marcus May is a decent player, but they don't, they haven't signed him to a long term deal yet. But, uh, Carl Lawson, another very smart pickup. Uh, Cincinnati went in another direction, and I think he's one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. And I I think, again, they're, they've made some moves that were the Jets sometimes in free agency, especially. I'll look at it and be like, I don't really know about that one. That's, I look at the moves they've made now, it makes sense to me. They didn't overpay for anybody. Yep. Lawson looks good. The The biggest uh, addition to the New York Jets this offseason, we're going to find out, is most likely going to be Robert Sala. Yep. And we're going to see what he can bring now. We've seen the Jets bring in defensive coordinators before. Yep, uh, it hasn't always worked out. People will make fun of Rex Ryan, but the fact is Rex Ryan took them to consecutive AFC uh, title games. Rex, well, wow, you're you're going back a little bit with uh, Rex I, Ryan. Uh, they they've also brought in other defensive coordinators yeah. who did not work out as well. Well, and I just and I want to go to the Giants for a minute here too, or just uh, because we're, we're starting to come up to the last bunch of minutes of the show here. Uh because you know, we were talking about offensive line, that's the biggest question mark I have for the Giants. It's not just you that has. It. I know. And, and uh, I'm the, the thing I'm I'm concerned about is that and we discussed this also on the way in here, uh that the Giants they are so just you know, committed to this group and we're talking about the Jets who have made certain moves this off season and and they they make sense. The Giants have made certain ones too. Like I thought, Galladay obviously is a very good addition to bring in. Uh, you get Daniel Jones, same kind of situation. Get Daniel Jones, a open, target, a target, because uh, that was obviously a glaring weakness last year. But you know, Zach Rosenblatt was on with us and mentioned it that they, they were almost so confident in their ability to coach up the current group that they were stubbornly not going to spend more money, both in free agency or you know, currency uh, in draft picks uh on it so you know now you've had a few injuries Shane Lemieux has been banged up retirements you've had retirements you get rid of Kevin Zeitler so now last night's game I thought Andrew Thomas looked very good I think he's going to be stopped but Matt Pert Matt Pert Matt Pert looks a little shaky and then the backups horrendous what was the 14 pressures or or, or from that group so not good not good the offensive line last night uh as a whole for the giants looked absolutely horrendous and one of the things that zach rosenblatt said last week on our show is that he would expect he was a little surprised that they hadn't done it already he would expect the giants to go out and sign a veteran offensive lineman And you're playing with fire there. I just, I don't see who that guy is. I And and I think that's a great idea. Go out, sign a veteran, find somebody to bring in here. But at this point, I mean, they had Nate Solder at guard at one point in practice. I I, I don't know. There's just, I'm just going to say, because, and the reason I'm so fixated on this, because this is not like it's like some new issue. A this Decade. Is, this has been a decade. A decade. This has been, and arguably, I mean, the defense. You know, there was a bunch of years of down years of the defense, but I, I would say if you looked at from in the Eli Manning era, what caused the the Giants' demise till present day, I would say the the, the disintegration of the offensive line would be the number one, you know, issue
1: Maddie, more than anything else. Maddie, so, so I'm going to say issue. this.
0: It's a big, big issue. That is an inarguable point. The absolute decline of the Eli Manning era with the Giants is the offensive line. And it's still a problem. You can't argue that. And it's still a problem. And part of the reason for that is that they whiffed on very high draft picks uh, that were offensive linemen. I think they whiffed on two firsts and a second. Uh, and, And it's very difficult to recover from these things. There's a lot of money that's tied up in these first and second round picks. You can't just jettison these guys and bring in somebody of quality. It doesn't happen. You have to hit on those high draft picks. And starting with Jerry Reese, he did not hit on those high offensive no. lineman draft picks. He whiffed on all of them. So now you are just committed to this group. You didn't address it in the draft. Nope. You did didn't actually did more subtractions in free agent because you let Zeitler, who was the best Linemen they had last year, correct? Most consistent, probably so, the best over the last couple of years. So now, I mean, and, and you have little to no depth. So now you are going to war with a group that's very unproven, very raw. Uh, Matt Pert, you're really asking him to take a big leap in year uh, year two to be a start, the starting right tackle. And I just, in a year where you need Daniel Jones to take the next step. I mean desperately. And this has been an issue. This has literally been the the cause of this the offensive engine to stop. I just think it is a big di- dice roll to go at it like this. I, I I just think it's you are you're having almost this like irrationally stubborn self-confidence about your ability to coach up the group. And I hope I'm wrong. But I I have a lot of concerns about the offensive line. So you can look around the league and in the past, and you can go back years if you want. One thing that we've seen a lot in the NFL is we've seen very talented quarterbacks come into the league, play behind a terrible offensive line, and never be able to make the leap after that. They, these guys in the past, and I don't know if it's a mental thing, if it is a just so beaten up thing that you can't be successful, but we've seen quarterbacks in the league go out, be highly touted, be very high draft picks, have every skill in the world at that position, play behind a terrible offensive line and never recover. Yep. And I hate to say, I, 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 hate to be so doom and gloom, uh, before the season even starts, before week one, before the first kickoff of the season. But I'll tell you this. If there is an injury this year on this offensive yep. line, they're done. Yeah, they're, it's I mean, over. That's what I'm saying. They are, they are betting the ranch on this group with little to no depth. I, I mean, I just, it, it's a concern. You're a very big concern. The best offensive lineman on this team right now is Andrew Thomas. Yep. And I, I don't think anybody would, would argue that. Um, I think he did, He did it, the the line last night overall did not play great, but he did a good job against Lawson. He was fine. He was good. He was absolutely so fine. I actually am confident with him, but the rest of the line, I don't know. But you need Andrew Thomas, and we, and we saw last year the improvements he made during the season. He got out there week one, and he, we're talking about Zach Wilson looking like he belongs. Last year at the start of the season, Andrew Thomas did not look like he belonged. And you can blame, he didn't look right. You can blame it on a variety of things, and that's all well and good. He made the necessary adjustments, he made the improvements throughout the season. You need to bank on Andrew Thomas right now to continue on that trajectory. And once again, to over the next, in this year, 17 games, over these next 17 games to steadily improve like he did last year. And that's a lot to ask. Yeah. You're just bet, you're betting the ranch on a very unproven group. And I, I don't, and, and given the stakes. Of, you know this is not a, a rebuild year necessarily this nope. is a year that they are expected to take a jump and and compete for for a division title i, I just I, I think you're asking a whole heck of a lot uh from a group that you know that hasn't really done much together so i, I I'm, I'm concerned about it so I, i'm c- continuing to watch it I'm, I'm curious to see if they'll make any other moves but uh that is the number one concern uh you know at least as we stand here right now we're oh, talking sitting, about we're sitting we're sitting, <laughs> no, we're sitting. We're sitting. Uh, i'm not i don't do a lot of standing yeah. uh we're talking about <laughs> daniel jones making the well another being another one to make these necessary leaps that this is year 3 for daniel jones and it's time now to look like the quarterback of the future for this team this is the year the giants really have to make the decision on daniel jones and is it, it it's not necessarily going to be uh... the fault of daniel jones but it is going to be incredibly difficult to play behind a such a porous offensive line where daniel jones is going to find himself on the ground a lot this year and it's very difficult like we're saying before we've seen quarterbacks come in be very talented and not be able to make that leap after playing behind terrible offensive lines uh... Daniel Jones is going to have to find a way to make that leap despite the line. I don't know that he can do that. Yeah, no, it's going to it, this it's the offensive line leads to every other answer that we're going to figure, find out this year. I mean, that is the key ingredient to whether it's success, everything. Success or failure. Really? I mean, I, it all starts there. I I don't think really. I mean, I'm fixated on it because it's the whole ball game in my opinion. The whole point of football and we discussed this in the car is to win at the line of scrimmage. Whether you're on offense or you're on defense, and the Giants have not put together a, an offensive line that can win at the line of scrimmage. It just it 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 doesn't happen it's not it's not going to be a good year for this offense if they can't get on track i i, I agree so uh, we'll we'll see where it goes but i but in the overall scope of things and i'll i'll be a little optimistic here just good to have football back let's i am just as excited as anybody else back there it's going you're going to see some raucous crowds this year yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh even if if you're a Giant fan and the Giants don't have a good year, if you're a Jet fan and the Jets don't have a good year, the one thing you can hang your hat on is when you watch these games or if you attend these games, the the crowds are going to be special. They were home for a year, really home for yeah, two years. I cannot wait to go tailgate, go to a game, and just have some normalcy back and just you know cheer at MetLife Stadium. So now, are you going to wear the Giant? beard dispensing helmet i don't know should i i think you should i think you'd look nice I, in a beard i think helmet. you that's kind of your department listen if if there was a beard dispensing helmet that could fit my giant head then i would absolutely wear one and uh, and you could take a picture and you can tweet it out like you're going to do with my ditto package in four minutes four minutes at at Pete and Faz, <laughs> you are going to see Maddie Faz's crib sheet. Yeah, it gets weird. It's somewhere it around gets a crazy. It's somewhere around the length of *War and Peace*. Yeah, it's and, probably like two thousand words for you. <laughs> I know. I just got, I got into the zone. All I know is I read through this and and I think things like Hemingway would be impressed. Okay, I'll at, take that at, at the at the length of this. Absolutely, that's a compliment. So. But, wow, this hour flew by. Uh, I, I, I want to give one more shout-out and, and uh, wish good luck to my hometown, Tom's River East Little League. Yes. So, you know, in the Little League World Series once again, and uh, pretty cool. It, it, the cool thing about it is, every, and, and it makes me feel so old, because I remember yeah. sitting there in my, in my living room with uh, my parents, and I remember I ha- there were a couple friends that I had over, Watching Todd Frazier in the Little League World Series lead the game off with the home run against Japan, record the final out on the mound, and now we're watching his nephew. It's pretty crazy. It, it's what what an <laughs> and you, we were talking about it in the car. What an athletic family. Yeah, they've uh, the they and they have a knack for the big moment. I'll, I'll say that two I, brothers, because... two brothers in the Little League World Series, now a nephew. Wild. Good good for them and it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch yeah again it's just some some normalcy back and just good old-fashioned solid you know it, it just reminds you of late summer sports you know Little League World Series on uh, training camp preseason football pennant race so it's just all good I've always looked forward every year other than last year obviously uh, one of the things I looked forward to was that August Little League World Series. Watching uh, who, whoever was there, and it was great to see local teams like Tom's River. I always got excited for the Little League World Series. It was always so much fun to watch. And that you would finish that and move yourself right into that fall time period, which is just the best time to watch sports. Absolutely, and we're, we're coming up on that. And uh, this was a lot of fun tonight, even though the Mets, I think it's 9-2 right now. Good, that's so, good. Yeah, So they're getting smoked on Sunday night baseball, so good thing they moved the game and uh, all the logistical problems that that come with it. But, uh, Pete, this was seriously a great time tonight talking about all the Mets stuff, all the Yankees stuff, all the Little League World Series stuff. Shout out to Tom's River, East Little League, Jets, Giants. Uh, I'm feeling good crib sheets about to be posted yeah. or tweeted out. You can see out. it all. You can At see all my, Fez, how my crazy mind works and uh, we thank the great Brian Graves on the other side of the glass for, for handling things and we're listening to Sports Talk New York repeat Pete Fazz on Long Island's WGBB. We're back with you next week. Take care. Good night. The views expressed in the previous program did not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB.